You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to episode number 40 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. As always, my name is Jeff, and we are the host of All Things Spooky here on CKCC Radio. Now, we don't talk a lot about cryptids. Sometimes it comes up, but yeah, it's not usually the uh, topic of choice. But today we are talking about a particular cryptid, American folklore, probably the first one there is. And I say we because joining me, making his Real Paranormal Talk debut, is Commissioner Chris O'Mealy. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to this episode because... This is one of my favorite paranormal stories to discuss. Yeah, and while we're at it, go ahead and tell everyone what we'll be talking about. We're going to be talking about the Jersey Devil. Now, the Jersey Devil is near and dear to my heart as a native of New Jersey. I grew up hearing all the stories about the Jersey Devil. The concept of the Weird U.S. stories originated in New Jersey with the Weird New Jersey tale, and the Jersey Devil was sort of the the main story coming out of that. New Jersey has a lot of paranormal tales going on, but the Jersey Devil has always been the most famous, and it is one of America's oldest cryptids because it originates back to the mid-1700s. And as we record this podcast, I am wearing my The Jersey Devil is My Homeboy t-shirt, because of course he is. I need one of those. Um, I actually got this. The village that I got married in is just outside of the spot where the Jersey Devil has been seen to the point that it was actually in an episode of Destination Truth with Josh Gates when he's looking for the Jersey Devil. That's awesome. I love that episode for so many different reasons because it's in the village I got married at. It's the Jersey Devil. Chris Williams from Ghost Hunters is in that episode, and I had a huge crush on her back in the day. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for me to love that episode. You did spend some time living in New Jersey. Yes, I did, but I was on the other side. I was over by uh, the Pennsylvania side of Jersey. Yeah, well, well, the Jersey Devil is supposed to be mostly kept to the Pine Barrens, but there have been sightings of it as far north as where I grew up which is the literal top of the state, and also in Pennsylvania. So whatever the creature supposedly is, it hasn't been sighted just exclusively to the Pine Barrens area. Dude gets around, so, you know, good for him. Or there could be Jersey Devils. There could be more than one. You don't know. That is true. You know, they should actually make a hockey team out of that. That might work. You would would think, yeah. Could, Could even keep the symbol really simple, too, with just the NJ with some devil horns and the devil tail. If anyone in the NHL is listening, remember, it was our idea first. Yes, uh, pay us royalties. (laughs) Send the check to CKCC Radio. I have a lot of shows to to fund, so... Yes, we do. All money is appreciated. (laughs) And thank you to CKCC Radio for 500 episodes and over 10,000 listens. And I'd like to think I contributed maybe four of them, so you're welcome. That's true. Between your yes. appear- between your appearances on ranking tracks, my appearances on 
the Nerd Table and Stupid Sexy Podcast, and now this, that's at least five. So, well, you do have my my favorite show on the network that is not done by me, which is of course real paranormal talk because I'm a sucker for the paranormal, and I love paranormal stuff because while I'm a big skeptic at heart and I'm very into confirming what the things aren't there's always going to be that part of me that wants to believe and as long as that want is there i think my fascination is always going to be there too exactly the the paranormal covers so many different aspects i mean again paranormal doesn't necessarily mean just ghosts and cryptids it's anything that's just beyond normal right it's anything you can't explain and while many things do have rational explanations, which was the entire point of Ghost Hunters, by the way, was them to debunk what they discovered. Yep. And yes, just because you can't explain... Just because I look up in the sky and see a shiny object that I can't explain what it is does not automatically mean it's intelligent aliens from another planet coming to visit us. But the want for it to be that will always remain. Exactly. I, I completely agree. And since this is episode 40, I'm hoping episode 50, I'm going to try to do a big roundtable discussion with different hosts from CKCC Radio just to get their feelings on the paranormal. I think that would be a fun episode. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> I knew you would be. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about the Jersey Devil. All right. Give us the background. Yeah, there's a lot of origin stories behind the Jersey Devil, but the one that's mostly accepted, and there's several different iterations of the story, but the one that I always heard was that the Jersey Devil was a child born to a lady known as Mother Leeds. Uh, her real name was Jane Leeds. She was a resident of the Pine Barrens area. <clears throat> she had given birth to 12 children and had cursed out the 13th child, screaming that the child would be the devil. On the day she gave birth in 1735... It was a very, very stormy night. All her friends were gathered around her. And although the child was born normally, it metamorphosized into this weird creature. It had hooves, goat's head, bat wings, fork tail, the whole thing. It growled and screamed. It killed the midwives and flew out into the night. That was always the general story that I had heard. There are different versions which claims that Mother Leeds was actually a witch and that the child that she conceived was with the devil himself. So a lot of this kind of boils down to which version you've heard and which version got out there. The uh, the 13th Child Curse Out is the popular story, the one that they actually published in Weird New Jersey. I had never actually heard the witch version personally, but I knew that that version existed. So this kind of boils down to a matter of faith. Which one of these stories do you believe? Well, which one could plausibly give birth to this kind of a creature. Actually, they both could. Yeah. So you can take that one either way, but that's that's the popular basic origin of the story. In, in every version of the story, though, it was a child born to mother leads. Yeah. So we can at least put that together. And I'm sorry, if you're going to curse somebody for, you know, 13 kids, maybe curse Mr. Leeds, because clearly, I mean... I don't know how what activities they had back then, but clearly we know what one of them was. There wasn't a lot to do in seventeen thirty-five, apparently. So, yeah, there have been stories that 
clergymen have tried to perform exorcisms to get the creature out of the Pine Barrens, but to the best of my understanding, that did not work. So, now I, a little, a little I, more than that. Yeah. I admit, whenever, especially when I was on that side of New Jersey, and I was close to the Pine Barrens, because of who I am as a paranormal guy, I always was looking up. Because you just never know. <laughs> you never know, exactly. And so what this brings me to is the possibility of what could the Jersey Devil actually be. And this is where things get hazy, because for a lot of descriptions of things, let's, let's use a popular cryptid for the example here, Bigfoot. Whenever there have been Bigfoot sightings, there are ways to debunk that, yep. because... It, if you live in a in a populated area with bears, like where I grew up, where we had a lot of bear sightings, eventually you're going to see things that you're not used to seeing. Bears with health problems, bears with severed limbs. And a bear with a lot of skin shedding, right? It shouldn't say skin shedding, fur shedding. Um, whatever, whatever that health problem is that's causing the bear to look almost naked in a way, right? And it has a severed paw, so it has to force itself to walk on two legs permanently. When you see something like that from a distance, it doesn't look anything like anything you've seen. No. And that's the thing to always remember is, you know, trying to figure out and trying to debunk what it is as opposed to what it isn't. Like you said, the fact that it has to be able to walk on two legs because you never see a Bigfoot sighting on all fours. No, no, no. Bigfoot is generally accepted to be bipedal, and and, and that's that's a good way to debunk Bigfoot because I have seen the walking bear on two legs and what that looks like. Because where my sister lives, they actually had one of those bears. It was kind of known because they would capture footage of it, and it was walking around. It had a severed paw, so it was. It was on its back feet, and when you see it from a distance, it looks like a lumbering type of primate. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is that yeah, that's the other thing is considering how close you have to be to it. Because if you see something from you know half a mile away and you just see this lumbering figure standing up, you're not automatically going to go, "Oh, it's a bear." You're just probably going to a freak out. And be like, just stare in disbelief because your mind is trying to process just what the hell you're looking at. Right, exactly. And let's be honest here as human beings, we have very creative imaginations. Yeah. And our minds can be easily fooled. Uh, this is something I was actually studying up on the, uh, the concept of deja vu, right? Where you go somewhere. And you swear you've been there before, even though you know you haven't yep. ever been there personally. And where our minds can get tricked is if you see something like that in a movie that you saw years ago, your brain has that image retained, so it remembers it, but it can't figure out where it came from. So the only conclusion your brain is drawing is, oh, well, I've been here before, yep. even though you never have. Yep. And going back to that whole proving, disproving thing. It's one thing to try to prove something on the ground where, again, you know, it's a half mile away. It's a completely different thing when you look up and you try to figure out 
what the hell has wingspans that big? Right. That and this this is where the Jersey Devil gets tricky because not only can it fly, but it's described to be hooven with a goat head. And there aren't many creatures that I can think of off the top of my head, especially native to New Jersey, where that could be an an easy mistaken thing. No. So, what is likely happening? from the debunking standpoint is that you're just getting a really crappy view of something that you're not overly familiar with like a hawk and seeing it in weird lighting or something like that and just concluding that that must be the creature I heard about but when so many people see this thing and it starts to gain footing in legend it becomes a lot harder to debunk things like that because let's be honest here if this creature is real all these stories cite the exact same thing yeah and that's the other yeah that's the other thing to remember when so many different stories match up from different eras and different people different walks of life but they're telling the exact same story there's got to be something behind that exactly i mean yeah part of it may be that you're distracted from other stories that you've heard so you automatically go no that's what i saw that's not always the case though right exactly i heard a strange bump in the night that doesn't mean my house is haunted no now i have cats so a lot of strange bumps <laughs> in the night i can i cannot disprove immediately <laughs> the only question is it was it perry or was it lily correct so <laughs> you never know but uh, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the sightings of the Jersey Devil and uh, where some of the the family origin comes from here. Um, in the actual Leeds family, like we said, that usually the resident was uh, was Jane, but there was also a mother Leeds who was identified as a Deborah Leeds. Um, her and her husband had named twelve children in their will. That was written in 1736, which, of course, is comparable with the year of the legend. Yes. They also lived in the Leeds Point section, which is part of Atlantic County, and that's where the Jersey Devil was believed to originate. So if you're looking to trace some of the myths to actual historical people, these are your people. Yeah. So so now comes the... uh, comes the story of what what sightings have caused the Jersey Devil. And a lot of the sightings had led up to, well, all the way from the 1700s up to 1909. Now, here's where cryptids get interesting for me. What is the lifespan of a cryptid? Yeah. A lot of people love to theorize that, well, using Nessie as the example, I believe it's perfectly plausible that a creature from a Paleolithic era could have survived underground and everything and been preserved. But if the creature was out and about and alive, what's the lifespan of a creature that size? Even if Nessie was real, let's say that, yeah, Nessie was real, Nessie did exist, etc. Um, how long was Nessie alive for? And is Nessie even still alive? Yeah, that's the other thing that we don't know, you know, bringing up the lifespan of a cryptid, we don't know because think about just things we do know about 
as far as lifespans. There are some creatures that live five years. There are some creatures that could live, you know, 200 years. We don't know. And, you know, the number one argument, again, going back to Bigfoot is, well, we've never seen a dead body of a Bigfoot. We don't know the uh, habits and the, you know, traditions that they may have with deceased animals that, you know, for all we know, they do the same thing that we do and bury their dead. Exactly. Or they have that awareness, that instinctual awareness that something is wrong, that they're going to die. Uh, something that people have seen with their, uh, with their beloved pets. When they become sick, they go into hiding. And this creature could have known it was near the end of its lifespan, gone deep into, into the woods, deep into a cave somewhere, and died. And decomposed, got picked apart by other local wildlife. Nope. Including the aforementioned bears. Bears are omnivorous. They do eat. They do eat some meat. So yep. if they if they find a carcass, that's easy easy pickings for them. So yeah. So there are so many different questions about cryptids like that that unfortunately there's no way for us to ever know the answer unless we capture one and basically study it for its entire lifespan. Exactly, and. And the other thing about cryptids is that it will always be plausible that they can exist when you think about the vastness of the world. Now, I'm going to channel my inner Disney safari guide for a second and go back to the creature called the Okapi. Yep. Which, for, for you guys who are unfamiliar, Okapis are the only other known species of the giraffe family. And they are a very, very elusive creature. They're so elusive that they weren't discovered until 1901. <clears throat> Think about that for a second. 1901 is when this creature was first discovered by humans. Think about how modern that is for how long humans have been around on this planet and how long we've been discovering and cataloging creatures. I mean, we already had cats and dogs domesticated at this point, and we just discovered this brand new creature. And this isn't like going into the Amazon and discovering new frogs and new insects, right? Yep. This is an actual big animal. Yeah. And these things are, are about horse-sized. And they were that elusive because they were only located to a small forest in Central Africa. Yeah. I, again, I look at it this way. I, now, I don't know the exact number, but, you know, when you think about how vast a forest is and how vast an ocean is, and we've only probably discovered maybe 20 to 25 percent of it. We have better maps on Mars than we have of our own oceans. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's an actual fact because the ocean is just so hard to explore because the deepest, darkest parts, there's just so much pressure and the Mariana Trench alone is just... It, it, it's impossible. You can't dive to it. Yep. So who knows what is living in that other 80% that we have yet to actually spend time in to discover. So what the Jersey Devil could actually be is an actual creature, perhaps a variant of a creature, that may maybe the, the myth just makes it look that way because it is an odd-looking creature and that's how people have seen it in the past and there is it is a small species it breeds interspersingly because it's 
even if you accept that the cryptid is real, it's unlikely that the same 1736 devil is the one that you saw in 1909. Yeah. I'm more willing to believe that that's an offspring. Yeah. Of whatever that creature is. Because even, you know, yeah, it, it, this is not a sea turtle. It's yeah. not going to live to be 150 years old. It's still young, dude. <laughs> so. Turtle talk with crush. Yeah, that, that's the other thing is because we don't know the lifespan, the chances of whatever someone might see tonight in the Pine Barrens, I'd be willing to put money, is not the original Jersey Devil. No, at the very least, even if you can't explain what it is, it's probably not the original one. But here's the other thing to remember. Now, New Jersey is very densely populated. It is the most densely populated state that we have. But the Pine Barrens is a very large wooded area. And any creature that has any knowledge of humans, figure out how to avoid them. And this is something that's true in the animal kingdom. Many animals figure out how to avoid humans because their instincts and their evolution tell them that humans are bad, humans are hunting us. That we are terrible. That we are, we are not a, a great species on this planet, so we... There's animals learn to avoid us. There's something I don't understand. Let's kill it. Exactly. This is why I. This is why I don't think that uh, us discovering intelligent life is going to end well for them. No, because <laughs> especially if you know, depends on where they land. It could be an alien barbecue. It could be, yeah. Because if they land in the wrong part of the country, the first instinct's going to be, "Well, what does that thing taste like?" <laughs> And it could, I don't know, it could be it could be the tastiest meat we've ever had, in which case that's a genocide that's about to happen, so. Call more of your friends, we hungry. So let me ask you a question, Jeff. Sure. What do you think the Jersey Devil could actually be? Uh, again, like you, there's two sides of my brain. One saying it's just a story that has perpetuated through time I, you know, would I like it to be what we all say it is? Yes. What I honestly think is it's a creature that somehow has mutated through time Yes, and again very possible with our knowledge of evolution. Now I have one story relating to the Jersey Devil that is personal, that while I'm, it's very unlikely this was the Jersey Devil we absolutely saw something we could not explain, and it looked really, really weird. All right, let's I hear it. Dri- I was driving home with John Salinas. If uh, for for those who followed my my history in wrestling, John Salinas, aka Johnny Toxic, is the guy who got me into wrestling. We would go to the training school in Pittston, Pennsylvania, which is the uh, Scranton Wilkesbury general area, and we would drive up there from where he would pick me up from Sussex County, New Jersey, where we were going to school together. So this is all much more northern than where the Jersey Devil is supposed to be sighting. And we would come home pretty late from the school. We would be driving on the the highways up there, uh, Highway 84 or whatever, whatever interstate it was, and there's hardly any other cars out there. And something ran across the highway in front of us, and that thing was running on two feet, it was a bipedal, whatever it was, it was bipedal, and it was fast, and it was small. Fast, small, and definitely bipedal, and 
both of us were like, what the hell was that? And we both collectively agreed at the time that that was the Jersey Devil just on vacation. <laughs> that was that was our that was our brilliant conclusion to that story. But I think about that sighting quite a lot because neither one of us can figure out exactly what kind of animal that was. I don't know any animals that run by PETA like that, and I don't know any that are that fast, even if they are. Because so what? What was that small creature? I don't know. All I have in my memory is the fuzzy image of it and what it looked like and what my brain is telling me it looked like because my brain thinks it fits the description of the Jersey Devil. And I was actually going to ask you if you had any personal stories and you, you beat me to it. Sure. And if the Jersey Devil is a variant of a creature we haven't fully discovered yet, it's entirely plausible that the species has multiplied enough that one of them has made it that far. Yeah. So it's always going to be a possibility, and I and the, the truth is I don't know. I we we didn't get out of the car. This is John driving when we were in college, and there's nobody on the road, so he was probably booking it at about a hundred miles per hour just because he wanted to, and he didn't care about that old crappy car that he was driving, so he didn't care if he beat it up. So, and uh, again, it was an era before we all had cell phones with cameras, and even if you did, like you said, it booked across the street that there was no way you would have had time to pull out a camera to try to document it. Oh, no, not at all. And we're also on a highway. It's not like we were going to stop and go back. Yeah. You can't exactly just U-turn on a major highway, especially in Pennsylvania, because a lot of them are divided. Yes. So, so yes, what, what did I see that night? I don't know. I know what I would have liked it to have been. Yeah, and that's always going to be the number one thing when you're like, anything in the paranormal, when you can't explain it, it's always, do you think of it rationally, what it could be, or do you think of what you want it to be? Well, and that's just it. You have to think of the logic behind it, but don't ever let yourself lose your faith in the paranormal and don't ever let the fact that you can't explain it and you continue it it's like like being a ghost hunter don't go out there and go hunting and come back with no evidence and let that be your final conclusion always keep looking until you can explain away every single evidence of paranormal out there yeah. The possibility always exists. And again, to quote the original Ghost Hunters TV show, it's not like they work on a queue. Just because you don't see anything that one particular night does not automatically mean that the spot that you're in is not haunted. It just means exactly. that the one moment you were there, whatever it was, did not show itself. And just in the same regard to say, oh, well, if you caught something, you don't... Unless you literally see a ghost and it's like yo what's up I'm a ghost you have to try to disprove before you can automatically say oh it's haunted exactly same thing with the whole the search for extraterrestrial life because I have my eye on those scientific videos I, I, I'm always falling down the rabbit hole when I can't sleep and I go on YouTube and I start looking at videos of evidence of extraterrestrial life and everything because I very badly want there to be extraterrestrial life out there that's intelligent enough to communicate with us. And again, the reality of that situation is that we haven't reached enough, we haven't reached far enough to communicate with potential extraterrestrial life. 
because our radio signals just haven't made it that far into our galaxy. Yeah. So they're, they're, it's, it's plent- they could be plentiful out there, but space is just so vast we haven't seen it yet. So we can't just unexplain everything. Like those UFO videos that they started releasing, where they're just like, oh, look, UFOs are real. Well, yeah, UFOs are real. They're unidentified flying objects. Yeah, UFO does not automatically mean intelligent alien contact. It just whatever means whatever we're looking at, we don't know what it is. Right, that's what the U stands for, unidentified. And that's that's what the Jersey Devil is. It's an unidentified creature that yeah. people have cited something they can't explain, and with the legend of the myth being there, what's interesting is where did this legend actually come from? Like, who actually started the story? And is that person making some money right now? <laughs> because I would have copyrighted that thing. If I made up a story like that, I would have slapped all kinds of copyright law on that. Yeah, I mean... Ripped right now. You know, just look at the t-shirt I'm wearing. Someone thought that was a good idea and went, I'm going to make money off this. Yes. And uh, the Jersey Devil has appeared in tons of pop culture. There's an entire X-Files episode based on the Jersey Devil. Yep. There's... Uh, there, there's stories, short stories, video games. Supernatural, uh, I'm pretty sure, did an episode or two about the Jersey Devil. I mean, it's mentioned in The Wolf Among Us. It's even mentioned in one of the Ninja Turtles movies, Johnny Quest, and Gravity Falls. Like, all this stuff, the Jersey Devil is a pop culture sensation, and which is why it's special to me, of course, to me, it's like Mothman for people from West Virginia. Yeah, that's their local cryptid. So of course you're gonna want, you're gonna have some kind of an attachment to it. Anybody in uh, in Scotland who is anywhere near the Loch Ness area is either is either very attached to the idea of Nessie or really sick and tired of hearing about Nessie at this point. Yeah. And then I look at the paranormal shows that I've seen about the Jersey Devil. Like I said, the uh, Destination Truth, there was an Expedition X episode as well that, again, they pretty much said, if it's anything, it's probably an animal that has mutated over time. And just now, as we're recording this episode in our year 2021, they opened a brand new coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure called the Jersey Devil Coaster. Yep. And the best part about it is it was developed by Rocky Mountain Construction, which, going back to our joke earlier about the hockey team, well, where did the Jersey Devils come from? They came from Colorado, where they were the Colorado Rockies. Yep. So I, I kind of like that little connection there. I think that's pretty cool. So at the, at the end of the day, folks, whatever the Jersey Devil is, we don't know. And we're not going to find out anytime soon soon even with our technology and our cameras and everything any any creature with enough intelligence to know to avoid populated areas and a lot of those creatures do exist are going to make themselves elusive so until we can explore every single square inch of the pine barrens wooded area photograph every part of it have cameras in the woods and conclude conclusively that there is something out there that can be easily explained or that there is nothing out there, the Jersey Devil will remain a mystery. And I kind of like it that way. Yeah, because, again, it, 
in the event that okay, we find out what people are saying is the Jersey Devil isn't, that ruins the myth. Exactly. That, you know, it no longer is a possibility, and that's just depressing when you think of how much time has been spent trying to prove it, and then they be like, oh, nope, it's nothing. Now, if you are somebody out there who wants to go looking for the Jersey Devil in any capacity, I would recommend you look up the location of the Blue Hole in the Pine Barrens. It would be in, uh... Because the Pinelands are pretty exclusive, but if you can find the Blue Hole, that's going to be one of your best places to look, because that area is teeming with supposed paranormal energy and everything. And if cryptids are anything like the supernatural that we believe in, in in whatever the science behind the supernatural is, they're drawn to that energy. It's, the, it's an unusually clear blue rounded body of water. It's supposed to be freezing cold even in summer, and it's supposed to be bottomless, according to the rumors here. Um, I don't know the exact location of the blue hole, because I've never actually gone looking for it, but if you can find it, and I mean, and just listening to that description, it's the perfect hiding spot. Exactly. If it's bottomless, there is, you know, chances are a creature like that would be able to survive a deep dive more than you are, your, you and I can. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you don't know, you don't know how it does in water. Yep. Again, we don't know what this creature is. Yep. And there are plenty of mammals that do very well in water. Yeah. So. And. Hey, while you're out there, look for the white stag, the ghostly deer. It's, supp it's supposed to be a friendly apparition, by the way. It rescues travelers from danger. So, maybe the white stag will save you from the Jersey Devil. And if you are saved by the Jersey Devil, please contact me for an interview. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you better be in touch if you get saved from the Jersey Devil. So, really quickly, before we before we wrap up our, t our tales from New Jersey, because New Jersey has so much weird in it. Uh, oh, yeah, we could, I, I, we could do a whole other episode, and we will yeah. do another episode that is just weird Jersey. Yes, but I'd like to personally debunk something from weird New Jersey that I recommend nobody check out at all, and that's Clinton Road off of Route 23 up north. I think you're still in Sussex County. You might be in the next county over at that point. Hold, hold on, let me, before you even get into it, because I can almost guarantee you I know what this is, is this one of those, because there's a, probably one in every state, where it's supposedly a flat road that the car will move no matter what? No, that's Shades of Death Road. But oh, okay. He has one of those as well. <laughs> so, yes, we all have one of those, and that is a perception thing, by the way. Yep, because they did it on Fact or Faked. That it, yep. it looks flat, but it's actually on an incline. On an incline, and the way the trees are planted, they're growing at a different angle. Yep. So that's why it appears to be flat, and it's your brain playing tricks on you. Uh, Shades of Death Road is New Jersey's version of that. No, Clinton Road is just a very dark, windy road that is very unpopulated for a long stretch of it. And it's always been associated with paranormal activity. There's like, there's ghost cars that chase you, which the reality there are just bored teenagers trying to scare people. I know because I've been in that car before. I'm rolling my eyes right now thinking about my friends trying to be clever. <laughs> um, don't waste your quarters on the bridge. Oh, you throw quarters, the ghost boy throws them back. You're just going to waste your quarters. 
But I do want to say one thing that is true about Clinton Road. And this is why I advise people do not attempt to go down this road unless you actually need to commute. The road does connect to populated areas. So people do travel on it. It's just a very obnoxiously winding road. But two things. One, because of weird New Jersey, the police patrol it heavily. And they will pull you over and they will get mad if they suspect that you're doing anything with weird New Jersey stuff. So right there, it's just not worth it to get pulled over. Yeah. But there's also a very popular rumor that some form of either Ku Klux Klan or neo-Nazi or some kind of a white supremacist group does meet in those woods and they can be considered dangerous and will chase out people who are not associated with them. So the road is actually dangerous. Just not, not for, for any yep. <laughs> for very real reasons, not paranormal. So anybody out there who's thinking about checking out Clinton Road, don't waste your time. Don't put yourself in danger. I've already done it for you, and I can debunk everything that's happened. I have never had a paranormal experience there, never seen anything close to a paranormal experience there. Never been in danger, thankfully, but just don't waste your time with Clinton Road. That one, just let that one go. And that's a big thing for me. Like, there's a part of me that wants to go into all these abandoned buildings that are supposedly haunted that involve breaking the law. As much as I want to investigate those areas, I also don't want to be arrested. <laughs> exactly. And I will c conclude my stories with an almost got arrested story. This happened at the Demon's Alley portion of Route 23. This one I did have a weird experience at, and I'll share that very quickly here. Um, when you turn onto the road, the radio goes dead, completely dead, full-on static. The second you hit the road. That's weird. That's very weird, and that, that, did, that is something that did happen to us personally. Uh, my friends in high school and I used to trace down that road. What the road used to be was a series of abandoned houses, an entire road of abandoned houses, all the foliage is dead. Even in the middle of summer, nothing's growing on any of those trees on that road. It's a very, very weird place to go. The rumor was that, it, again, tying back to white supremacy, that everybody who lived on the road was some form of black or African-American. White supremacists wiped them out. Whether they had a house party or went door to door, that's the popular rumor, because a lot of the houses were left abandoned with all their furniture still in them. Again, we don't know what actually happened, but that's one of the prevalent stories. And it so makes again, it makes sense. Why would an entire neighborhood just disappear and leave all their belongings behind? Exactly, and no bodies were ever found. Uh, no traces were ever found. It's a very odd disappearance story. So it's already got that weird stuff going on in there. But the road is patrolled because it's owned by the uh, the water preserve area. So it is, it is patrolled. And we would go there and attempt to explore. And the, the weird radio stuff did happen. We would definitely, we definitely saw some weird lights we couldn't explain. And I'm, I'm not going to even attempt to offer an explanation on those because I have no idea what it was. There was a light in the house. It could have just been someone else exploring it. Yep. And seeing another car and thinking they were going to be in trouble. But... We have no idea because we never saw anybody. And we didn't see any other evidence that there were other people out there, so no idea. Uh, that area, is not, unfortunately, you can't explore it anymore. It has been bulldozed, which 
they were kind of forced to do because of all the weird New Jersey people. But one time, a buddy of mine went there. He wanted to take some pictures of the house for his photography class. And that was the one time a cop actually pulled up and threatened to arrest us. Which was funny because it was broad daylight and we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just taking pictures. The one time we weren't there to do anything bad is the time the cop showed up. Ain't that the way? That's the way it happens. Thankfully for him, his friend Chris was with him who was able to talk to the officer and talk their way out of it because as soon as she asked us if we knew the area was private property and he said, well, yes, we're aware, I had to talk our way out of that because, no, you don't you, <laughs> you don't see the signs. You, I mean, I'm all for not lying to police at times, but when asked, did you know if this is private property? That's the time to lie. I told her the, I told her the explanation. I said, if we're doing this for photography. I said, look, the car was still running, which it was. We just stopped so he could grab some pictures. And she said, okay, understood, but this is private property and we don't want you here. So we'd appreciate it if you guys just had it, had it out. And we did. And then, of course, him trying to be a tough guy was all like, oh, yeah, that cop was never going to arrest us. I'm like, no, she was. But you would have gotten arrested. I was fine. Yeah. Problem was, uh, you know, that was the driver, and then you would have been stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, I would have just driven his car home. Oh, that's true. I'll just drive the car. Well, since you're going in that car, I'll just take yours. Yeah, I'll just take yours. Why not? <laughs> So yeah, uh, Weird New Jersey has so many stories, and there's so much more we could we could do about it. But yes, uh, but the uh, again, the Jersey Devil is uh, it's the prevalent story. It's always been one that I've been super fascinated with. There have been tons of sightings. It, um, the goat murders, of course, which I, I connect that if if this cryptid type creature is real, is it the same species as the chupacabra? which has a similar description and is also known for killing goats. You know, I've never actually put the two together, but yeah, it makes sense. Ponder that one. Yeah, sit and ponder that one for a minute because think it's a a very similar cryptid-style description and it's always about goats. Yep. Because that's a big thing that happened in those 1909 sightings, mysterious goat slaughterings that couldn't be explained. And again, that's another thing. Carnivores don't just slaughter creatures for fun. They slaughter them for meat. Yep. So you're you're not just gonna run around and kill a bunch of goats and then leave the leave the meat behind. Yeah, they're not doing it for sport. They're not gonna be like, oh, let me see what I can do to this creature. No, they're doing it for food. Exactly. So at the end of the day, folks, what is the Jersey Devil? I think the answer is we don't know. Yeah. And we may never know because. There's a possibility that if that was a real species, that it is done. So, could it be, you know, could it be uh, Sandhill Cranes that people have, spite, have cited? That's, that's a possibility. Um, there's a story about a guy who would cover himself with mud to repel mosquitoes and was cited in the, the Pine Barrens. Uh, Tom Brown Jr., an outdoorsman and an author. Um, he could have been the sighting. Until we have conclusive proof one way or the other, it remains a mystery. But it's a mystery that I will always hold on to in my heart. 
because if I'm being 100% honest, I want the Jersey Devil to be real. And I want to meet it. I want to, just like you, I want it to be real. I want to see one from a safe distance. (laughs) Okay, okay, let's, let's let's be honest here. That is true. I, I don't want it. I don't want to have an encounter with it. But because again, we don't. You know, same thing with aliens. Be like, oh, he's gonna try to kill us. We don't know what the Jersey Devil's gonna do when he walks up to a person. We do not know. And there has never been a story of a person being murdered by the Jersey Devil. But do you want to be the first person to? get that story. I mean, yeah, it's cool to be famous and all, but not that way. No, I don't want to be famous that way. I want to enjoy my fame. Exactly. Yeah, I want to be able to celebrate my fame, not be like, oh, well, I was the first person killed by the Jersey Devil. (laughs) And there has been some disproof, like, they found footprints, which were actually faked. They, They uncovered that. Um... The, uh, the world's greatest hoaxes. Uh, Norman Jeffries had actually hoaxed the Jersey Devil. So, yeah, it's people have attempted to, to sow in some disbelief there, and that has been disproven. So maybe one day we'll find out with this era of smartphones and cameras and just more sharp intellect with our, uh, our constant development with some of these rural areas, yes, a lot of them are preserved, but eventually they are going to get smaller because they'll just be the preserved areas and the habitats get smaller. One day we might discover something coming out, coming out into a populated area and we'll get some pretty good pictures of it. Hopefully, you know, hopefully soon. So, but yeah, time will tell. Indeed. But yes, uh... I, I very much thank you for having me on to discuss the Jersey Devil on this episode. Well, it's something that we've discussed for a while, and I thought it, with it being the 40th episode, that's kind of a landmark, and I thought it would be a cool time to do it. Oh, it definitely is. I'm, uh, and again, like I said, the uh, the Jersey Devil is my absolute favorite. Anything involving paranormal mythology, Jersey Devil is always going to be number one. And Nothing will be greater than that. And he is my homeboy, so, you know. He is, yes. 24 years I was a New Jersey native, so I will always have that connection. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you for being part of Real Paranormal Talk. You'll definitely be on for the 50th episode uh, when I try to do that roundtable, because I think that'll be a lot of fun as well. Absolutely. I will be be here. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode. Let us know what your thoughts are of the Jersey Devil. Hit us up on wherever you listen to this podcast. And in the meantime, don't forget to check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio and our sister shows. And in the meantime, have a good one, everybody.